Welcome to Calvary International Christian Center. This is a word to inspire, encourage, and motivate you to live a life to the fullest. God bless you as you listen. smile to your, your neighbor and said, I love you, your face, then uh, you can give them, you have my permission to give them a bit of a pinch. <laughs> Amen. We are blessed to be here, to be in Leeds. Amen. A wonderful drive this early morning with my wife and it was nice. You know, it's not the time that you just have the wife to yourself. <laughs> Amen. Wonderful. Uh, you see your all, you know, taking their leave from you, it is, uh, it is, it is a wonderful thing, you know, in the cool hours of the uh, of the of the morning, like like the Lord came to look for Adam and Eve. This time, He found us together, Amen. Not in the bush, but we were enjoying the serenity of the you know of the of the roads and the scenes and sharing word and encouraging each other. Wonderful time you know, of drive to this place and, and we walked into an atmosphere. Everything has just been set up. Everything is just, you know, lovely drive came in into an atmosphere of warm worship. It was just a brilliant time. Let's just honor the Holy Spirit with a clap offering. Hallelujah. We bless the Lord. He is us. Amen. And so, we bring you greetings from Luton where Jesus resides. Uh, and, 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 and um, you know, your family, IHP, sends their greetings. We were blessed to have the presence of, of, of um, your pastor during our 10, ten years anniversary. And uh, they were doing something to me, so he had to come and rescue. <laughs> and so I, I we, with your support, and uh, we salute, you know, my, my brother, who's done a great job in this place. Uh, I went somewhere, and I heard that if you can start a church and sustain it in Leeds, then you were really sent. <laughs> Amen? And so let's appreciate the man of God and the mother of the house. Amen? Done a great job. Uh, this is wonderful. The last time we were here, we were sitting on pews and uh, fighting with some heaters and wooden floor and, you know, but this is beautiful. This is a wonderful change. You guys have done very well. Amen. This is a great transformation. And I tell you, every seed that has gone into this ground receive a harvest. You didn't hear me. I said every seed that has gone into this ground shall receive a harvest. Amen. Hallelujah. Salute Reverend Gloria. Amen. Hallelujah. They didn't call me to her ordination, but we will talk about it over lunch. That's fine. It's a blessed woman that encourages us. I've gone to cause a fight. I'm not sure whether I can stand in the ring, but my strength. I, I, I believe I'm, 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 I have a comfortable lead right now. So let me... <laughs> I, have, I have a strong data. It's just that the system has been compromised. That's it. 
Amen. The Lord is in his holy temple. <laughs> it's, 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 it's just a relaxing time to be here. I'm just going here to enjoy myself and to bring you the word of God, to bring you this great season. Amen. I pray that your hearts will be open to receive this word. I pray that you prepare your heart like a, a fertile soil to receive that which the Lord has given unto us. May the Lord bless us and keep us in the season in Jesus' name. Turn your Bibles to the book of John chapter 5 and verse 1 to 8. I'm going to read it from the um, King James Bible. The alcohol potent one. Everyone is alcohol free. The diet, I'm not reading from the diet Bible, but from the full fledged Bible. Uh, chapter number 4, verse number 1 to 8. It's a popular scenario in the Bible that you've heard over and over again, and I pray that the revelation that will come out will be a blessing to us today. Is when therefore the Lord knew... When am I? No. Are we in John chapter 4? No, I don't want that. I'm running ahead of myself. Go to 5. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in Hebrew tongue, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the move of the water. For an angel went down season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had in thirty and eight years. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word. Amen. You all know about the scripture. You have heard about this story, parable, but this is what actually happened, uh, you know, at the pool of Bethesda. And this morning, the Lord is bringing us a word that he's giving me in this season. And I believe it's going to be a blessing unto you. And it's me for the past few months, everywhere the Lord sends me, I go with this message. And I believe that it's going to be a mighty blessing unto you. And you're going to live here knowing that you've come to encounter, encounter God. I want you to come alive because uh, uh, I, I like interaction during preaching time. If you keep quiet, I don't know where your mind is. I don't know whether you are thinking about my hair or you are looking at or you are thinking about a chicken that is slowly uh, be roasting in the oven. So your amens and hallelujahs are welcomed. Amen. Amen. I'm bringing you a message which has been taking the powers of limitation. Breaking the barriers of limitations. Somebody would ask, what is a limitation? And I by uh, profession, uh, I, I like to break things down so that we, we, we all come to the same level. Amen? By the way, how long do I have? 30 minutes? 20 minutes? Okay. All right. Six hours. That's fine. Oh, yeah. I mean, how many of us stood by our radio through the night, watched 
Adum Television and Asempa Radio for 48 hours, 72 hours. Pastor Sam was prepared 22 hours. So just waiting for six hours will not kill us, Abby. (laughs) Amen. This afternoon we are breaking the barriers of limitation. Amen. Now, a limit is a point or a level which someone or something cannot go beyond. A point or a level you get to that you know, I can't go beyond it. It, cannot, it has words like a boundary. You know, when you go to a place that somebody's put a boundary, you know you cannot cross that boundary. If you do cross that boundary, you can be persecuted or arrested. It can be a demand that, listen, beyond this line, you don't go beyond. You stay behind that demarcation. Some people can use the word a threshold. So you know it's, it's, it's a place that you get to and this, this, this is the limit. You can't go beyond to go beyond. Now, when you read the Bible, there are some good limits and there are also some bad limits. Now, good limits, as we can see, like in the book of Genesis chapter 2, when God to Adam and Eve, you can eat of every tree, every fruit in this garden, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you can eat everything, but this one, don't touch it. You can climb every tree ever, somersault every, but this tree, do not touch it. That was a good limit because God had to let Adam and Eve know that as much as I've given you authority and, and, and access and dominion over in, you, there is something I need to put in place so that you learn how to honor authority. Amen? God had to let Adam know that yes, apart from the fact that you can call any animal by its name and it shall be so, so that that power which you have was given to you by somebody. So you don't go around abusing it. So God has to put limits in certain places at certain times. And these are good limits. They are supposed to help us. Sometimes they are supposed to protect Amen. God is a good father and so he knows how to protect us. That's why he's, a, he's put a hedge around us. And he says if you break the hedge, the serpent will bite you. There are some good limits. And we need them in our lives. But there are also some very bad limits. And these bad limits are meant to put a lid on our progress. And stop us from reaching our potential. Those are the barriers we're going to deal with today. Hello? Those are the limits we're going to deal with today. Now, now, listen, why these sort of limits? Because, you see, God has given us authority and dominion over everything. The fishes of the sea, the animals in the bush, you know, the, 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 the animals that crawl, that run, that do, we had dominion. And so, and so, God knowing that there is a limit, if you have, if you have everything that God has given you, the enemy is going to come after you. And he tries to restrict what God has given you to do. And sometimes it can be frustrating. But you see, when you know the source of an issue, of a problem, you can deal with it. You know, sometimes you can have an itch at a part of your body. And not until the itch is there, you get so irritable. 
You don't know whether it's an animal, an insect that has bitten you. You don't know whether it's the chlorine that in the swimming pool. You don't know whether it's your clothes. You don't know whether it's a pain. But as long as, listen, when you find what is causing the itch, somehow it's, you, you stop itching, you stop scratching so intensely. Why am I itching? Maybe you realize you have not had your bath. <laughs> and you it looks like I've entered into somebody's bedroom <laughs> hello and so when we discover the roots of what is limited from reaching our potential because when God created man he said I will let them have dominion over everything and then he added, he said, go forth, be fruitful, and multiply. This is the power of God that's given unto us. But how come when you look around your life, sow some seeds, but you are not seeing the fruitfulness. You are seeing some fruits, but you are not seeing the multiplication. Something is lost somewhere. You've done everything that you need to do, but something, nothing is shifting. You have sowed seed. You have planted as you can. You have vowed as much as you can vow. You have done everything. Serve. You have pushed. You have learned. You have done everything. But there's nothing seems to be shifting. There is a limit. There is a limit. Now, how can we even sort of apply this whole thing in our lives? This, this, this issue of limitation. Now, let's break it down a bit more. So, let's bring it to everyday. A limit can be a point in life you cannot exceed. You've, you've, you've attended every course that you can in England. You've said you should collect on this earth. But somehow, you find yourself that there is a point you cannot exceed beyond. There's a point you can, listen, you can work three jobs and whatever, overnight, night job, cleaning, key job, everything. But somehow, your savings does not, cannot seem to exceed a certain limit. You, you try, you get to a thousand pounds, something happens at home. You have to take the money. It's a serious limit. It doesn't matter what you do and how much you squeeze. You can't seem to exceed that point in life. And limit can also be a position to send over. You can be in that job for many years and serve in different capacities. But anytime there is a promotion, somebody is brought from outside to take over that position. It doesn't matter where you go, where you change job, always be a cleaner. You will always be stacking shelves. You will always be that a receptionist. And you will never, it doesn't matter how you qualify yourself or how you educate yourself. There is a position you can't seem to get to. There is a limit. Am I speaking to you? A limit can also be an expectation of you or about you. You can't seem to how to do. Everywhere you go, everybody do the same thing. It starts from school. You're, you, listen, everybody will be having the same joke. As soon as you open your mouth, the teacher will label you and, and write it in your report. Your parents will be called in. And as your, your, all your days in primary label will be given you. You go to secondary school. Somehow that label will locate you. You go to college. Somehow they will locate you with that label. You go to university. You start work. Somehow you will be labeled as stubborn. You will be labeled as lazy. You will be, lazy, will be given to you. And you can't seem to say. It. Am I talking to somebody? 
As soon as you enter a room, people have an expectation about you. You can't seem to shift. It doesn't matter your qualification. As long as you enter into that. Oh, she's a woman. A black one, of course. This is what she's going to deliver. And indeed, it doesn't matter how much you try. You seem to be delivering the results for your expectation. Oh, he's a black boy. Oh, he's a black man. He's not going to get anywhere. And so, no matter what we do, you can't seem to outdo that expectation of people. That is a limit that will be, that's keeping you below the power and the promises of God for your life. And I pray that this afternoon, those limits will be broken and lifted in the name of Jesus. I receive it. Amen. It can also be some lines, some invincible lines that you cannot cross. People of God, everything is fine until you decide to go to church. Everything is okay. Your job is cool. You get thousand pounds extra every year added to your salary. Everything is good. You drive the latest cars. Your credit is good until you decide to try this born again thing. When you decide to cross that line, all hell breaks loose over you. Everything is fine until you decide to get married. It stabs you until you decide that, listen, let me get myself married and have children. Then you will see some demons in your life you have never ever experienced before. Everything is okay until you decide, I'm going to go to educate myself. Somehow, everything begins to attack you from the places you have never even thought of before. Listen, you can go, you can come abroad, you can try America, stay anywhere. Listen, as long as you don't decide to build back home, you are okay. Because in this family, because in this, because people from this region, people from this house, nobody builds a house. Everything is okay until you choose to you say, I want to go to university. Then something. So the limit has and if you cross that invisible line, all hell breaks loose on your life. There is a demonic limit. A limit can also be a definition. A definition that you can't seem to change. You've been defined. You've not said anything, but you've been defined. Before you open your mouth, you've been defined. And so you can't move forward and move beyond. A limit can be a label that has been placed on you. You see that when when Cain messed about, God placed a label on him. He said, everywhere you go, chase after you. You'll be a fugitive. Some of us have got unseen labels on us. And we wonder why everywhere we go, any, any school we take our child, they get bullied. You wonder why every relationship you enter, you get beaten and you get mentally abused. And you say, let me take somebody else. You Let me take somebody from another country, another continent, another race. Somehow you tend to go through the same thing. There is a label which has limited your freedom to prosper in life. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody in this place or I'm speaking to I'm speaking to strangers. 
A limit can be a life sentence. It doesn't matter what you do. You can't seem to shift it. It doesn't matter what you, how you try to impress people. That life's been given you and you can't seem to revoke that life sentence. Because once you enter into prison, it will forever follow you. Every form you feel, you have to write and indicate that you are an ex. It's a life sentence. Some of you have mistakenly have had children out of wedlock, unplanned, always have that label. It's a life sentence. Uh, you, a man wants to marry you. They've done everything. They are ready to see your parents and somebody whispers, hey, uh, this one is born one. Oh, that's the end of the story. And so it's from doing what God wants you to do. I'm sure somebody can identify with some of these things that I'm talking about. And, and, and so your, 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 your question is, with it. and I said to you before, you can only deal with it when you know the source of that limitation. You can deal with it when you know why or who is causing that limitation. Why are we being limited in life? You are being limited because of the potential that God has put inside of you. That when you are set loose, you are going to, you, you're going to do things that will blow the mind patient. Now, there are some forces or what I call some agents to these limitations of ours. Listen, everybody has got potential. Everybody. You were put here on earth. Something powerful. Something supernatural. Something creative. Something miraculous. You were put here on earth to excel. To make good. The Bible says everything that God created was good. You were wonderfully and fearfully made. You were impacted. You were pushed on this earth by your mother in into greatness. It doesn't matter who gave birth to you or how you were given birth to. It doesn't matter the place. It's not the, it's not, listen, it's not where you were born. It's not where you started. It's how you started. Don't label yourself with, and I'll get to it. But let's look at certain agents that has Caused these limitations. Now, the scripture we read by the ship pulled by, the, by, by the Jerusalem gates, five porches. And the Bible says there were so many people there, they were not, some were there to, to enjoy the map and to trade, but there are lots more there who had taken their place. And, and somehow they were stuck in that porch called Bethesda. And the Bible says they, they were important folks. With all kinds of problems. People with issues. Just like the church. My wife calls the church a hospital. So every one of us is sick. We are here to see Dr. Jesus. So don't look at my sickness and say... <laughs> This is your sickness, it cannot be cured. Jesus says, Take the log out of your eyes. Hmm? Is somebody say, Hello? Hello? If somebody's corrupt, you are fornicator. Hello? So, 
we are all sick. We are all like people at the, in, in, in the pool of Bethesda. We are all sick. We have issues. We have problems. We have all sorts of situations facing us. And the only person that can deliver us is Jesus. And so Jesus came to the scene because he did not go where the big preachers are. If Jesus was, he would not be in the synagogues. He would be in the pubs. He would be in the clubs. He would be in the drug joints. He would be in places where people are dying. He said, I did not come for those who are well, but I came for those who are sick and need healing. So if you are here today, you are in the right place. You are here today, it means that you are acknowledging your situations and your issues. And you are also acknowledging that this is the only place to receive that healing. Uh, Tell your neighbor you are in the right place. But you are in the right place at the right time to receive the right medication for your right issue. Hello? Amen. And so the Bible says they were impotent folks. And when I talk about impotency, everybody is thinking about a man. No. Amen. It's not only men that can be impotent. Because the definition of impotent is inability to perform. Impotent because, listen, you, you, you have the potency. You have what it takes. You have the potential inside of you. But you are incapable of using that capability to somebody. Uh, you, you have the tool, but you cannot use it. Hello? Amen. You have the resource. Uh, but the thing is just dangling. You cannot use it. That is why they label you as impotent. Some of you women have, you can, but you're not using it. Some of you can sing well, but you're not using it. Some of you have got the right Coca-Cola bottle shape, but you're not using it to the glory of God. You are impotent. You've got skills. You can type faster than I can talk. But you are sitting down. You can write poems. You can write books. You can write children's rhymes. You can put jollof rice together. I will eat it and I will bite my teeth. Not my tongue. You, But you are walking out there looking for cleaning job to do. Some of you can plant hair. So well. With your eyes closed. And daughter somewhere to get her plan. This woman while I was plaiting the hair. She was like weaving the thing and talking to other people. She was weaving. The thing was in her fingers. I said my God. This is some kind of scale. But if you see the dungeon that this woman is in. You think what is going on? You are like the impotent folk. You have got all the resources, the gifts and the talent, but you have not got the capability to get this thing to work for you. Why does this happen? Satan is the first agent to your limitation. The devil has made you impotent. You have got the potential. You have got the seed, but somehow use it. There were so many important folk like we have in church. You want miracle money to fall. But God said, I've given you the power to make wealth. Uh, you have given the power. You don't go and make it. You don't go and create it. You've got the power in your hands, but you are poor. Important. He said they were also halted. People who were halted. <laughs> To be halted is the inability to advance or progress. You're halted in life. 
doesn't matter what you're doing. There is something has stopped you. You've got ideas. You, you, listen, you walk around portfolio full of what? B- business write-ups. Everything, business plan, accounts projection, everything is in there. And it's, you walk from office to office, from house to house. You've got to put, you talk well. You, listen, that man, this man should be doing, but yet still, even one meal a day, you struggle. You are halted in life. There's no progress. You've tried to talk Zimbabwe. You've come to England and you are doing everything. But somehow you can't seem to move any further than your nose. You are halted in life. There are those who are also blind. Blindness is the inability to see. But not just physically. But you can be spiritually blind. You can be economically blind. You are blind because when the good things are around you, you cannot see. You just think that the, the, the grass is dry. Whilst God has placed all the blessings around you, but yes, you, you cannot see. So you are like the blind folks that were at the pool of Bethesda. Like Pastor Mati just said, listen, if you are in this place and you are thinking, look for greener pastures in a bigger church, in a, in a, in a, in a, a creative atmosphere, let me go somewhere else. You are blind because you cannot see the anointing and the power and the potential to progress in this place. The devil has placed spiritual blindness on you and you cannot see the potential around you. You are looking for a husband. And there's this young man cleaning this place all the time down, carrying the pastors, the, the Bible, and everything. And he's, when you come to church, he's sweating all over. He's smelling of bio. His trousers is hanging down his bottom. And so you are not even, no, no, no. You are looking for the, you are looking around, looking at the top. When that guy, nice fitted suit guy come in with nice trimmed beard, shiny shoe. When, when would he walk in with a BMW? You are just blind. That's all you, you, are, you are just blind. The devil has blinded you. Am I talking to somebody? Am I talking to somebody? Say, Lord Jesus, I ask of you today, my eyes, that I may see. Your wife may be sitting just in front of you. Your husband may be sitting next to you. Oh, I'm telling you, somebody that should help you might be just around the corner. Don't just squeeze your nose and walk out of church because you don't know by hugging somebody, greeting somebody, saying hello to somebody. God will open your eyes all of a sudden. You will see that this is my helper. You are blind even when the blessings of God is sitting right on your nose. You cannot see. Because Jesus came to the man. He said, what can I do for you? He, he, because he was so blinded in his situation, although Jesus was standing before him, he was talking about his problems. That's what we do. You are sitting in solution. Amen. And you are drunk in problems. So some of us are with it. With it is the inability to grow to your full potential. You have got a hand, but monkey won't box, but his hand don't short. The monkey wants to get into the boxing ring, but you got all the ideas. So are with it. 
can see that you can, you can, you've got it. But somehow, something is restricted. You are with it. The enemy has put limitations on your potential. And this power of the anointing of the Holy Ghost. We remove that limitation in the name of Jesus. We remove that limitation in the name of Jesus. In the book of Luke chapter 13 and, verse, and you can read from verse 11 there about you, you will see the picture of, of this woman that Jesus met in the synagogue. The Bible says she was stooped in life. She was, she was bent. This was another, another of the devil putting a limitation on somebody's life. She was stooped. She was bent in life. When you are bent in life, some of you are walking upright, but when we look at you spiritually, your spirit is, is bent. Coiled in life. So it doesn't matter how many worship songs you sing, you still feel depressed and oppressed. And you feel that nothing is better is ever going to... Because, listen, you are bent in life. When you are bent in life, nothing good can come your way. Because if they are coming, they go over you. They go over you. You go over you. When you are bent in life, it's impaired. You can only see up to your toes. That's why you can't see far. Some of us, you can't think far. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you are bent in life. You are bent. You, you can't see. And so you can be going and knocking people down. But yet still you cannot see. So you are bent down in life. When good things are before you, you can't see. Your vision is limited. You can't, you, listen, you can't even have a, a garden in your kitchen. Hello? So, Pastor, all I want, all I want for me, all I want is uh, if I get 10,000, 10,000 pounds, I'm going back home. Is, is that all? God went through all that trouble, all the lies in the uh, 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 the visa office and everything. You went through, got to immigration, lied, put all sort of powder in your face to deceive the immigration officer. You went through all that. They arrest you. When you after you've landed, all you want is ten thousand. You are di- you are disgracing God. You can't see far. I can't think. I can't think madness. Are you with me? The devil has beaten you so bad. You are bent in life. You can't seem to pick yourself up to do anything. You know where you are trying to go. But you can't see your way. Because you are bent in life. That's how some of us are feeling and experiencing this time. The devil has eaten us up. And we feel that there's no hell. But I tell you, they're in God. There's hell for you in Jesus. Jesus has come to the pool today to set you free. Stop talking about your problems and start talking about the solution. So you are before the solution maker. He is the the master, master, master of all situations and circumstances. That is his degree, MSc. He will take you through. He will take you beyond your wildest dreams. 
this is Jesus we are talking about. He has come to the pool of what problem do you have? Are you impotent? Are you halted? Are you blinded? Are you stooped in life? He says, receive your sight. Receive your power to make well. Receive the anointing to progress. Receive. You don't need to wait for any angel. Man, a woman of God, prophet, prophetess, apostle to come and lay hands. You can re- oh, you are sitting down with your leads face looking at me as if I'm crazy. If you know the power that is going out right now, you will be on your feet, stretching and taking back your deliverance, taking back your freedom, taking back your hopes, taking back your joy, taking back your power. I didn't travel all the way here to come and tell you to release the power over your life. Take your seat. Wish I had more time, but I need to get through a few things to help us. So Satan is this agent that puts limitations on us. And if you know, you can deal with him. The second agent is your... We, some of us have placed limitations on ourselves and We've decided for ourselves how far we should go. How far we should reach in life. Amen. And most often, the limitations we place ourselves is so, is, is so disgracefully limiting. Like I was saying, somebody said, all that I went through to come to England, all I want is 10,000 pounds, so I go back home. We've placed limits on ourselves. You are number two agent for limiting your own destiny. You look at yourself in the mirror and say, oh, look at this ugly thing. You look at, you look at yourself in the mirror and say, look at this fat thing. You look at yourself in the mirror and you say, look at you useless thing. You can call yourself stupid. Stupid me. Oh, silly me. That's why everything you do, you produce stupidity. You understand me? You place limitations self. The Bible says death and life lies in the power of the tongue. You use your tongue to place limit over you. How can you look at yourself that God fearfully made you? How can you look at yourself and begin to limit yourself? God says be fruitful and multiply. Dominate. But because of your sin, you said, Lord, I heard you coming. I was naked, so I had to cover myself. Say, who told you? Who told you you are naked? Who told you that you are weak? Who told you that you are impotent? Who told you that you are sick? Who told you that you are intellectually challenged? Who told you? Nobody told you, but you put yourself in the mirror and you lie to your very self. Even others are telling you that I can see that you can get this. Me? Forget it. The man or woman of God will call you. I want you to lead prayers this Sunday. Pastor, me? No, 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 sister. So can do it. Not me. You limit yourself. And yes, you wonder why life is not progressing. I'm talking to children of God in this house. We place limit. 
We place limits in one of my books that's coming out about the God's punctuation of life. I, I, I said in there that, Lewis, that we, we, we put full stop in places where God has just put a comma. When God wants us to just pause in life, we, we say, no, this is it, this is it, this is it, this is the, this is the end of it. That this relationship is stopped. And so, that's, listen, no man, nothing, no, nothing. I don't want, even if somebody's showing you love, you have placed a limit. You say, you've, you've crossed the line, that's it. Put the full stop. And yes, so you come to church and cry before the Lord. Tell you to come and remove the full stops. Remove the full stops. Don't be like Moses who God called and God gave him a powerful ministry. He had a vision to liberate his people to the point that he even killed somebody. But when the time came and God called him, he said, I'm sending you back into, into Egypt to go and bring the Israel. He said, Lord, I can't talk. He had a vision, but when he was given the assignment, he said, Lord, I can't talk. God reminded him, I'm not the one that created your mouth. If, I, if I'm not aware of your limitations, would I give you the assignment? If I, if I don't know that you could, I, can, I would have given you to you, the fact that I've spent time and energy, and energy upon all the billions of people in this world and told you that you can do this, how dare you challenge my authority and my sovereignty over your life? Don't be like Moses. Oh, are you going to be like the, 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 the 10 out of the 12 spies that want to spy out the land? and looked at themselves and said to the people, we, 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 we were like grasshoppers. Grasshoppers. The question is that were you in their eyes? Were you in their eyes? You didn't jump into their eyes. I can never progress because I'm a woman. I will never. Are you in their hearts? Hello? That is, that, that's what they were doing. The land is good. There's everything there. These are even the grapes that we have. We, we, the grapes are lovely. It's flowing with milk and honey. You brought the grapes, but you call yourself a grasshopper. Have you seen a grasshopper eating grapes? Grasshoppers don't eat grapes. No, no, neither carry it. It's too. Am I talking to somebody? You said you tasted milk and honey in the land. It's flowing with milk and honey. And yet still, you call yourself a grasshopper. Have you seen a grasshopper sucking honey before? Or drinking milk? You see, that is what we do. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die, as one crazy reggae singer said. Yeah, I saw this morning, I saw one tweet. It said, it said uh, 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 who wants change? Then so many people lifted their hands. It said, who wants to be changed? No hands were raised. Everybody wants change, but nobody wants to be changed. We want to enter into the promised land, but nobody wants to take the lead. You call yourself a grasshopper when it's time to act. And yesterday, you come to church, where is everybody? Where, 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 pastor, where is everybody? You, have you seen the shepherd giving birth to a sheep before? Hello, tell me. Did we read anywhere in the Bible that he gave birth to? Sheep. Am I talking to Christians in this house? Listen, it's the sheep that give birth to sheep. And so if you realize that the population, the number are not good, the 
What did you do on your way to church? Between the grace and the opening prayer of the last and the next week, what did you do in between? There's an assignment in our church. When you hear a message, make sure that by the next meeting, you've preached that same message to three people. At least you start evangelism. We limit ourselves and yes, still we blame. We know we've got the power and the ability to do it, but we become like Gideon. We run into the cave and we go and thresh wheat. And then when you are called, hey, man of valor, you begin to look. Hey, what, um, is it me you are talking to? Who? I come from the small the tribe uh, in, in Israel. And even in my, the, the tribe, my family is the, is the smallest. And even in my family, us and the little and the poorest. And God is saying, go, in, go, go in this, your might. The same way you, you, you can believe stupidity. That energy and the passion you use to believe stupidity. Passion. You know, it's easy to believe the negative. Hey, if somebody come here and start shaking all this thing, and I curse you, everybody, where? Start running away from here. And the passion that we will use to rebuke curses, we don't use even a quarter of it to receive blessings. Am I talking to you? It is your attitude that determines your altitude, how you react. Am I talking to somebody? Am I talking to somebody? Am I talking to somebody? The same passion that we used to assess and accept negativity. Use double that portion. Am I talking to you? That is what Gideon was. He was more interested in the negative things than what God was telling him. Go and deliver your people. Break the power of the Midianites. He said, no, what do I have? Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, are we, are, we, are, we, are we understanding this whole message? I, I, I want you to leave here knowing that the seal has been broken. Knowing that the seal has been broken. The ceiling has been taken off. Amen. Oh, are you like the woman of Zarephath? Who, 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 when the prophet met her, she said, I'm collecting two sticks. Two sticks to go and cook. That little flour with the oil so that me and my son may eat. And that she has sentenced herself to death. She's pronounced her last meal. Are you, are you, are you understand what? God did not tell her that, but she was telling that to the prophet. I'm collecting two sticks to go and cook that little meal for my husband, my, my, my son, and my. Why don't you pause there, me and my son, at least for today? He said, We will eat and we will wait for our death. Some of us, that's how we. We, we kill our destiny. That's, uh, anything happened, the first thing comes from, oh, I'm finished though, I'm finished. Told you that you are finished. Who is that demon that's telling that you are finished? You're opening your own mouth and messing up your own destiny. Hello? 
But there is good news for you because when we look at all these people, God removed the self-limitation, the place over them, and God used him, them, all of them for the sake of his own glory. God is going to remove that self-imposed limitation over you this afternoon, that thing which you have spoken over your life, that has caused a top of your destiny, your career, your marriage, your education. God is going to remove them. Doesn't matter the mouth, the negative things you have spoken. In the name of Jesus, we remove them right now and set you free somebody say i receive it i believe it shall happen to me from this moment in the name of jesus hello oh my god i'm aware of the timer should be rounding up can you give me 10 minutes okay and the third agent is uh, as man, apart from yourself, and I put man in as an umbrella, a big category. You can have your family putting limitations on you. You can have teachers, friends putting limitations on you. You can have even the government system teams putting limitations on you, and that can limit you. That's what happened to Esther. Esther, because of governmental or system rulings, she could not access her own at her will at any time. No, she look at all the things she went through to become the queen and the wife to the king of the land. But yet still, because of governmental rules, because of legislation, she could not access her husband when she wanted to. Today, by the time you leave here, I remove every control of governmental systems and earthly legislations that has put a cap on your progress. You are not under the legislation of human beings. You are under the legislations of the kingdom of God. And the Bible says, I can do all things through Christ Jesus that strengthened me. May you receive the strength of Jehovah this very afternoon to do that which you purpose in your heart to do. And say, I receive it. Jabez had his own family, his own mother. Give him a name that restricted him. You know Jabez? Yeah. He, 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 First Chronicles chapter 4 verse 9 thereabout. Jabez was so frustrated because the Bible says the name that was given him. First of all, he, when he was given, the Bible says he was more honorable than all his brothers. But because of the pain that the mother went through during pregnancy or conception or childbirth, he named him pain and bitter and struggle. And he, so every time this boy was called pain, then yes, mommy, frustration, yes, daddy. And so his life was full of pain and struggle. Be careful, mothers and fathers and parents in this house. They label children. You can't label somebody by the experiences you're going through. You are limiting your child. You are limiting the progress. You are limiting their potential. You are limiting. You are placing struggles over their life. And if you don't understand, you God's purpose and plan for that human being. You are only a channel that God used you to bring them on earth. But they are here to fulfill the father's purpose. So Jabez was limited because father gave, the mother gave him. Families. Families. Even your brothers and sisters can look at you and say you, you will not amount to anything. Oh yes, I used to be told 
that when they are all married and living in their homes, I will come around and serve them, wash their cars. My own brothers will tell me that. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at David. David was, they were all there when they came with as the next king. The next few chapters, David's father sent him to go and give food to his brothers who were at war. When he got there, the brother, what are you coming to do here? He said, I know you, I know you, are a very naughty boy. Who have you little sheep? They are trying to remind you of who you are. How small you are. We are captains of the army. We are here fighting. You are here. Bring the food and just go. You've come here asking questions. Left that little You want to go to school. Your husband will ask you, so who's going to look after the children? He will ask you, where is your form for living certificate? The, the way they, the way they will remind you that listen, even secondary school, you've not been there. You finished middle school. To remind you of your limitations. Families can place limits on you. And if you accept it, you will not be able to move forward in life. Break that limitation. Break that thinking. Break it right now and move forward. You can achieve great things, bigger things. It has a ground. You can make it. Oh, touch your heart and say, I can make it. I can break through. I can be prospered in the name of Jesus. Even Jesus was limited by his, his brethren. He went to his hometown and he did bigger things in ministry. He got there and he said, you call yourself. We were riding, pushing tie. You know the tire? In Africa, we put two sticks in the tire. And we put water in it, or sometimes we put oil and run it on the street. We used to do that with you. Now you come back and say that you are who? The son of who? Is it not your father, the carpenter? Are your brothers and sisters not with us? He said, okay, do miracle and let's see. If you, if you, you know, do them. Jesus looked at them and he said, the Bible says he could not do much, much. Even Jesus was limited by the very mouth of his own people. So listen, when you are in certain families, certain things over your life, you need to break those things of your life. Some of you don't understand why you are so broke, why you are not progressing in life. Listen, think back and remember the things that your uncle, your auntie, your stepmother, stepfather, your own father used to say over your life and break those. They are the things that are hindering you, blocking you, stopping us. I'm breaking certain things over my life. in the time of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffered violence and the vows. If you sit down with your posh self, posh Christian self, posh leads uh, 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 inhabitant and say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to no, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, listen, man. They said the animal chasing you will determine your speed. Maybe the animal that's chasing you is. For me, it's, <laughs> it's a big elephant chasing me. And the umbrella cannot save me. Hello? Hello? Now, your past can also be the third agent that limits you in life. Your, your past, your past, your, 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 your background, your ethnic origin, where you're coming from, can also place limits on your life. Or they can defy you can go, your background. Your background, where you're coming from. 
can determine where you're coming from, what, what you go or what you do or what you become in life. When we allow our past, it will torment our present situation and detect into our future. That's what happened to the Israelites. Upon all the things that God has taken them through, everything that they've been through, if you look at the book of First Samuel chapter 8, and it tells you it got to a point when they have landed and everything, they told Samuel, we now want a king. Why did they want a king? Because it showed that they were still in their slavery mentality. Because in Egypt, they had a ruler, they had a king called Pharaoh that ruled them and told them what to do. And because they had not been delivered from their slavery mentality, they said, oh, we want a king to rule over us with this God that we cannot see. That is why a lot of us are lost. People come and see me and I'm sure they, your pastor experienced the same thing. Hey, pastor, I'm going through this. I'm, give, can you give me a prayer? A, a special oil. Ah, what about the oil that we prayed on, on 31st night? On 1st January? You want special one. That's why we need to go to Ghana now. They have different colors. They look at your problem. You, your problem is red oil. <laughs> it's black. Oh, seriously. <laughs> they have one. They have silver, gold, and black. Because we like theatricals. We like, we, like we like to have something. We like to be controlled by something. You go and take a wood. Cut it from the forest. Put it down. Carve it with your own sweat into a bull. And you say, from today, you bull that I brought you from the woods. And cleaned you and pound my God. That is why God frowns on idolatry. We let our background control us. We let where we are coming from control us. As for me, I was born into a, you know, a bad family. I'm coming from a wrong village. I'm a, I'm a black person. I cannot do this. I'm a woman. I can't do this. I didn't go to college, so I can't speak English. I don't have A-levels, so I cannot do I can't read scriptures, so I cannot preach. I, hey, who told you that you cannot achieve what God says you can do? Don't let your background detect into your present life because God has a better and a bigger purpose for you. taking you somewhere that you cannot even dream, think of, or see with your mind's eye. God is taking you further than you can think. God is breaking forth for you. Allow God to break the seal. Allow God to break the seal. Allow God to take you. Who wants to take you today? Are you hearing me this afternoon, people of God? Are you hearing me this afternoon, people of God? Do not allow your past to detect into your present to affect your future. Your background has nothing to do God wants to do through you. Your background has nothing to do with what God wants to do through you. I would say, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new. Your past has nothing to do with what God wants to do with you. He knows what you've been through. He knows what you've done. He knows, yes, he understands where you're coming from. You are the very one I want to use. Don't let your background mess up God's plans for your life. I want to be brief and I want to move on to the last agent and it will surprise you to know that God can be one of the agents of limitations. 
this will mess up somebody's religious thinking and theoretical. Let me tell you, God can stop you from advancing in life when you walk or work outside his will. When you get to do things that God hasn't you can put the blockage. You remember when the prophet wanted to go somewhere to deliver a a fake prophetic word and he kept asking God and disturbing God, he kept disturbing God and his mind told him that, yes, go. So he should go on his way. Even the donkey opened his mouth and spoke to him. God can put limitations. So when you find yourself being limited in life and it, it, this cannot be the devil and you know you are doing all the right things and saying all the right things and you are in the right atmosphere, check yourself, take a stock, ask yourself whether you are in the will of God because if you are not in the will of God, most of the time God can restrict you. The Bible says he lets a certain day. God can limit certain things over your life. In James chapter 4, he says he what resisted the proud. Check what you're doing to see if God that is restricting, withholding your progress in life. The good news is, you see, when God is convinced that you are willing to change, he can just remove the barriers. He can bring the promotion. As we, the pastor read this morning, it can't come from the east or the west. It comes from the Lord. It's only God that promotes. So if you want advancement in life, seek God. Be in the right position with the Lord. What I want you to take from this message this morning is that don't allow place any limitation on your life. Stop limiting yourself because you are more than you think you are. Don't let people detect the heights that you can reach in life. Don't listen, 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 listen. Don't be limited background from today. Don't give any God, God don't give God any cause to limit you. And remove every limitations of your God. From today, if you didn't hear anything from me to this home, stop telling God how big your problem is and start telling your problem how big your God is. Don't go to God and tell God that this big this issue, this issue is tall, this issue is mighty. Tell your problem that I serve a living God, I serve the Lord of hosts, the Lord is his name, he is strong and mighty, the God of war, he is the God of war that teaches my hands to war, he teaches me to rope and leap over a wall. So this problem, this too, shall pass. Rise up to your feet as we receive the presence of God today. I pray that you receive the word of God today. A poor of limitation shall be broken off your life today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Say after me, Lord Jesus. I pray in your name. And I declare. Curse. That is limiting me in life. Is broken. Is broken. Is broken. Is broken. I give you 30 seconds. Break every curse that is limiting you in life. Uh, any limited curses. Break it right now. Break it. Break it of your life. Break it of your destiny. Break it of your marriage. Break it of your children. Break it of your work. Break it right now. This is your life. This is your life and your purpose. This is your assignment. The curse. Break the curse. Break the curse. Break the curse. Say after me in the name of Jesus. I can hear you say in the name of Jesus. Any demonic barrier 
place over my life to limit me. I remove any blockage placed over my destiny to limit me. 30 seconds, pray. Every barrier placed over your finances, placed over your education, remove it right now. Remove it right now. Every demonic barrier that is stopping you from progressing in life, use your very mouth to remove it. Lift up your heads, all ye gates. Lift it up, ye everlasting doors. Anything that has stopped me, Remove this barrier. I remove this barrier. I remove it. Say after me in the name of I revoke. I revoke any short-lived expectation. I revoke any low expectations placed over my life to limit by other people, by my own tongue, by the systems of this world. I revoke it. I revoke it. I revoke it. I revoke it. 30 seconds. Revoke any expectations. Expectations by people. Hope you've been blessed by the word. You can visit our website on www.calvaryinternationalchristiancenter.org or our Facebook page, Calvary International Christian Center. Call us on 0044 Be blessed.